Hello and welcome to The Niccolo Show. This is the show where you join me every other Sunday for an episode talking about anything I currently find interesting. Whether that be discussing some of the world's philosophical questions, a fun new way to make money on the internet, spending time experiencing new industries and feeding back on that time, or really anything else I feel other people might find compelling. I'm a firm believer in the idea that to be successful, all you have to do is try a bunch of different things until you find the one that works. To that end, I spend my free time trying my hand at every industry I feasibly have access to, learning crazy amounts about the world, business, and life along the way. If you missed the last episode, make sure to give it a listen as I discuss the riveting topic of the future of work, what we can do to prepare for the automation of jobs, the evolution of robotics and AI, and I also discuss some potential solutions to this problem. Now that that's out of the way, let's get into today's episode. On the show today, we have Nicholas Van Hoorde, founder of the beautifully designed and hugely successful cryptocurrency portfolio tracking app, Delta. For those of you that don't know much about crypto, what a portfolio tracking app even is, it's a way for investors, small or large, to track their investments and trades to get a big picture overview of what their profit and loss is, where they bought and where they sold, etc., Nicholas and I have been part of a small community of makers and founders in the cryptocurrency space called Crypto Aquarium for quite some time now, and I thought uh, he'd make a great first guest for the podcast as his story is really unique and interesting and very um, fitting to to the, the mission of the show. Most of the interviews Nicholas has done in the past have been purely about the crypto side of his company. Of course, we'll be discussing that, but we'll also be discussing Nicholas's journey with the app, what worked for him and what didn't, and the uh, adventures of an entrepreneur in the fascinating space that is crypto. Now, without any further ado, let's get into this interview. Uh, Hey, Nicholas, and welcome to the show. How are you? Hi, Nicola. Nice to meet you. Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm very good. I'm very good. Um, I just wanted to start off with a bit of background for any of my listeners who might not have heard of you or your app Delta. So I thought maybe you could walk us through your early life, what got you started in entrepreneurship, previous jobs, that kind of thing. Yeah, sure. So uh, as a quick overview, uh, I was born in Belgium, so I'm a a Belgian lad, to be honest. And then... um, I think I just did normal stuff uh, during uh, my early years, but I think even at the age of of 13, I would say 12, 13, I already knew very well I was going to do something with uh, computers or uh, IT. Um, And I always thought it would be a a developing role, like an engineer or a programmer. And that's actually also what happened. So I I graduated high school, went to college, uh, studied computer science, and while I really, yeah, was doing fine, I would say, I also immediately felt that um, I wasn't excelling at developing uh, or coding. Mm. But at the same time, I was very, very passionate about building stuff like uh, working out new products, new ideas. It was stuff I was already doing prior to college during my younger years, trying to kickstart new things, trying to find people to work together with. Um but yeah, the decision was made and I basically was in the last year of my uh, college years and I had to do an internship at a company called Massive Media. And during that internship, it, it even became more apparent to me like, okay, it's you will graduate, but it's not something you will love to do and you won't be excelling at it. And the feeling of being mediocre at something is not a feeling I really like. So 
when the CEO of Massive Media then talked to me at nearing the end of my internship, I said the same things to him. And he said to me, like, hearing you talk, it's it's like you actually are kind of a, looking for a product manager kind of role, mm. which is something at that point, I really didn't know what it was, but it was actually the whole the thing I was been, been waiting for my entire life, I would say, even though it was a young life. It was basically working on stuff that is being developed, working out IDs, new applications, new stuff. Um, yeah, with the full stack. Yeah, so. indeed. And then a bit like being the architect of an house, but not really building the house yourself and, and working closely, of course, together with the people that build it. And and that's how I basically got first into this product type of role, uh, which then ultimately led me to grow in that role, different positions, uh, different companies, which also sparkled the the underlining entrepreneurship that was in me, uh, which let me... All in tech. Sorry? Were these all in tech? Yeah, they were all intact. Yeah. So the first one was social networking, then it was real estate platform. Uh, and then ultimately, uh, I at the, at the last company, which, which was about real estate, I, I started talking to one of the lead engineers there. And we found this passion of uh, for investing and, and uh, cryptocurrencies. What was after other listed assets like stocks was one of the first things that came up. We researched it and we we instantly felt the need uh, to actually bring value to this uh, underdeveloped market, especially at that time. Uh, and so we decided to jump ship at that company uh, and, and found Delta. And the good news is actually that the founders of the company we left were also so intrigued about what we were doing that they decided to to join and invest in, in, in not only the DID, but also the people behind it. Oh, that's great. No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I've always kind of been the same. Like I, I have... Um... I have an understanding of computer science, but I always get really annoyed when I'm coding because if something doesn't work, you just get frustrated. And it's, yeah, I feel, I feel exactly the same that if you have the full overview and you sort of, if you understand computer science, but you know, but you also understand the rest of the business, then it all works together quite well. I don't know. Yeah, indeed, but, indeed. Um, in terms of Delta specifically, I saw that you guys uh, won the the Webby Mobile UI Award. I think. Yeah. Um, do you want to talk a bit more about that? But it's, I think it's very well deserved because your UI is one of the best I've seen in the whole of the crypto space. To be honest. Well, thanks a lot, and indeed, it's one of those 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 pillars where we wanted to differentiate ourselves from our competitors. I think. Uh, back in 2017, when we started using um, uh, Blockfolio in the beginning, because we were tapping our toes into the crypto waters ourselves, there was no other application. And they were actually quite well solving the problem that was there. The problem being, okay, it's very hard to track off all your cryptocurrency investments because they are so scattered around different exchanges and, and having an, an, an easy way to know how much you invest, how much you invested and what your portfolio is, is I think a problem they solved very well. But at the same time, we also thought, okay, there are some very clear um, issues with uh, with how Blockfolio is being built. Uh, on the one hand, from a product point of view, I think the UI and the user experience wasn't really up to par to the industry standards and being the industry just mobile apps in general. And uh, other than that, I think also from few nuances were missing. Like for us, for instance, we really wanted to um, see uh, instantly 
how much profit did I make in total and on a per coin basis? And for instance, it's 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 a choice, of course. But for instance, uh, you had to tap through each coin individually, go to the holding section, and then see how much you've made. And it's so those little things that actually sparkled our fire. Like, okay, we are not going to solve a new problem, but I think we can solve the same problem in a better refreshed way with a heavy focus on UI and UX, which made us to win indeed the Webby 2018 award for best mobile app user interface. Nice, nice. Yeah, because I've always thought Blockfolio does the job, but yeah, their UX isn't very refined. It's more of a sort of utilitarian approach, I guess. Yeah, and their 2.0 release, I think, makes major steps into a much improved experience. So I think they also are stepping up their game. And I have to say, I think they did a tremendous job with the the 2.0 release in terms of UI and uh, in terms of user interface and design. So yeah, I think... Uh, you gave them a bit of a wake-up call. <laughs> but that's a good thing. I think uh, we keep each other on, on our toes. And I think ultimately it's the end consumer that wins because they always get more uh, up-to-date, m- faster and more improved applications. Whereas if we wouldn't exist or they wouldn't exist, this would be in on a much lower pace. So in every business, competition, is, I, th- I think, is healthy for the in- industry. Yeah, for sure. So uh, we we don't we don't want them to go away to be honest um yeah and now they've sort of started was it you guys who did the delta direct thing first or was their their offering first i can't remember that's actually indeed um i think uh delta had um been basically picked up the thought leadership in in lots of things in for uh crypto portfolio tracking We've added, uh, I think, lots of features uh, which have become an industry standard going from a a global average price in the portfolio tracking space to being able to, if you add a transaction, to deduct from your transactions, having these uh, exchange account connections. Um, And then there was also something that Blockfolio worked on. So they they decided to take a different approach instead of having these um, new features to enhance the portfolio tracking uh, experience, they really went into uh, uh, an interesting way of trying to co- to unify the crypto industry space with a feature they have, which is signals, which is indeed a, an interesting problem they tried to solve. And again, the same thing happened. I think we we saw the same problem and we tried to solve it in a different way with Delta Direct. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we're we're now at three hundred different teams. Uh, I think. Um, wow. Yeah, it's uh, it's going well. I think we all, it's also super nicely integrated into the app. Uh, in January, we will have uh, an, another level of 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 how you can interact with the Delta Direct uh, stories. And yeah, it's 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 to be honest, we are always confident about uh, what we do, but we are very strong at building tools and very uh, analytical things. And this was something new for us, like content and, and all these things uh, are, were for us an endeavor we haven't really had any experience with. And we kind of surprised ourselves with how successful and how well it's going so far. Yeah, for sure. Could you walk me through a little bit how um, how Delta Direct works? Because I was looking at it and I don't know if this is just me, but to me, it seemed a bit like a Telegram channel, but just built into to Delta. But what, what sets it apart, I guess? Well, so what Delta Direct does, it allows uh, token and, and asset teams to directly communicate with users on the Delta platform. Um, so how it works... So it's two-way. Sorry? 
Is it is it sort of two way where I can comment? No, it's one on, way. No, it's purely okay, getting the communication from 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 the teams, uh, and uh, it, it's actually interesting because we try to maximize the value for the user and at the same time um, decrease the effort needed from the token teams as much as possible because they have so much things to worry about, social media, uh, forums uh, that they need to manage. So we were thinking, okay, how we can bring the mud, uh, as much value as possible. So what we did is we said, okay, let's reach out to these token teams. They all have this block where they do their updates anyway. So we instantly integrate with Medium, Steemit, or other RRS feed supporting blocks. Mm-hmm. And then there's a second layer where they can actually send custom messages to the users. If, For instance, if there's a, a news or a story or an announcement that doesn't really fit a blog post, but they still want to reach out. And that's how it basically works. So you actually have Delta always being the first to have new content because we directly pull instantly and live from their blog post. Users get notified of this. And at the same time, uh, the teams can also send custom messages to the users that are subscribed uh, to get them uh, even closely, even more close attached to the project. So I think we find found a perfect solution uh, on how to, to tackle this and also integrate it into the application uh, very nicely on a coin detail level screen. Uh, and I think uh, soon uh, on a more um, aggregated view where you can see all these stories combined. Yeah, and that's, um, I mean, it's great that everything is in the same place now. And then also, I mean, they're tapping into um, an audience with very little effort from their side. So they can choose to sort of use it as much as they want or as little as they want because they could just leave it with the medium integration or yeah, indeed. start posting entirely there indeed. and they can sort of forget about it. And, and I think that's what we're seeing. It's like 50-50. It's like 50% mm. of the teams are saying, okay, I just I don't have to do anything. It's working brilliantly just yeah. by itself. And then the, the other 50% is like constantly uh, trying to to check, okay, how we can even increase the interaction with the Delta users by sending these custom messages. So it's interesting to see the different approaches and we're happy that we can actually fulfill both needs. And is that a new revenue stream or is it free at the moment? It's completely that? free and uh, we are keeping it that way. Uh, I think mm-hmm. it's important that we can, for both users and asset teams, link them together and have this direct channel of communication. And it brings you users, I guess, because yeah. they'll then send people over Indeed. to Delta. Uh, and also, so, yeah, it's, so I guess. it brings content to Delta. It makes the Delta pages more unique. We can even expand this to other platforms, which makes those unique as well. So, yeah, it's 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 ultimately it's good for it's a everyone. Win-win. Mm-hmm. Um, and in terms of sort of how the company's laid out and so on, do you guys work remotely or do you work? at an office now and how does that all look so we have a mix of both we have an office where the core team or the core development and product team is is currently located in Ghent, so in belgium Mm -hmm. Uh, i would say we have about 10 to 12 people in the office and then we also have about four or five remote positions uh all from all over the world from canada australia norway uh the netherlands so i think it's 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 working uh, quite well in this way Nice, nice. Um, and you started alone with uh, a co-founder from from your old job, right? Yeah, so that's how it initially yeah. started. But then also the people from um, the company we left, uh, like I mentioned, believed yeah, in the idea invested, and the people. Right. So they also co-founded uh, the company with us, yeah. Hmm. Um, 
And actually, one of the main things I was thinking about in terms, I know about the UX and that kind of thing, but was there a sort of growth growth hacking or viral marketing strategy that, that made Delta succeed in the way it did for you? Because I mean, a million, is it a million users now? Or Yeah, 1.2 million. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot in crypto, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So was there any main reason you think it succeeded apart from just the UX? Because I guess until someone actually tries it, they have no idea. Yeah, indeed. So there's, of course, the good product, but the good product only gets a viral effect if people get to know about it. So I think Mm -hmm. uh, the thing we did very well, especially in the beginning, was having me and Philip uh, constantly interacting with... Uh, the people in the crypt- cryptocurrency space. So we were uh, on Reddit. Uh, we were in the Telegram channels. We were trying to uh, convince people to try this out because we we believed it was already a, a better alternative. And uh, that's how it worked. We we also uh, were very transparent and honest and open in our communication, which is which was highly appreciated uh, by the community. We also had very clear, crystal clear privacy policies where it's like we will never sell your data you have full access to your uh, to your data if you want everything deleted just mail us and it's done and and all these things combined i think led to to yeah people just being not only user but also being an ambassador so they were actively trying to convince other people to try it out and then that tri- became a snowball effect um we had this very swift and effective customer support, which I think in 2017, it was unheard of. Customer support was one of the worst things in crypto, I think. And and yeah, I think sure. Delta set the standard back then by really saying, okay, uh, if you have a problem, we're on it. We, we, we close the feedback loop. We come back to you. We don't leave it hanging. And yeah, yeah. We basically so we you, try to do well for our users, and that's what's made us grow. Yeah, yeah, no, I think leveraging leveraging things like Reddit and Telegram and so on really helps a lot. Like when I started my crypto website, Reddit was literally seventy five percent of our traffic, or something like that. It's crazy because I mean, once you start getting upvotes, more and more people see it. You actually get real feedback there because, especially on Reddit, everyone's a massive critic, so yeah. you end up getting all your best feedback from the comments there. To be honest. Yeah, true. <laughs> but if I think what helped us a lot is also the fact that we were super down to earth, not like really mm. businessy, and it's like okay, we're running a business, but it's people that do it, and we just try to do good. And if it's true that message, then people even without reading it feel it, and they feel that you care. And if they feel that you care, they start caring as well. And and I think it's it's not limitedly scalable, but I think we try even to this day with 1.2 million users try to still live by this and keep this in our DNA. Yeah. No, it was a bit like uh, product hunt, if you know them at the very at the beginning it was all just it was very transparent, very down to earth. Like it was just Ryan setting up this website. I mean now as you can see, yeah, it's not infinitely scalable, but he still kind of manages to keep the the personality of it, even though they're now or are they owned by AngelList, I think, or something. But yeah, yeah. In terms of that, do you guys have an exit strategy or something in mind, or are you just going to keep doing 
doing uh, what you're doing, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, the the current market uh, we cannot deny it. It's it's yeah. not really helpful yeah. for for growth. So I think it's very crucial for us that we create growth uh, uh, in some way uh, to actually make the company more valuable. And that's not necessarily for an, an exit strategy. It's just in general, it's important for the team and the people involved that there is some growth there. And if we then see that there are very little people entering the the crypto market, I think the most growth we can achieve is by um, trying to increase the conversion of our Delta Pro product, which doesn't mean that we will make the app more paying. I think it's just right now we've been so, so soft and so very unaggressively um, letting people, yeah, marketing it. It's like some people come to us and say, we didn't even know that there was a Delta Pro thing. And even if I would have known, I might have gotten it way earlier. So I think there's a, a yeah, bit yeah, of a thing true. there where we can actually, without hurting the product or the users, we can just create increase awareness of it and then get the sense of growth in terms of revenue and, and paid member counts, which is, I think, important for the company. Yeah, and I mean, eventually speaking, Delta is not by definition tied down to crypto i mean you could go into stocks and that kind of thing in the yeah definitely i think in one way or another all these assets are growing to each other so preparing for that makes a lot of sense exactly because then you have a much bigger market open to you in the future so i guess if you refine it in crypto you can pivot to different areas depending on the the scene because at the moment i don't know what's up with crypto we're gonna have to (laughs) well we don't really see it as, as as pivoting i think it just broadening uh, what we have to a, a larger audience uh, instead mm. of turning our back and, and doing something else. So that's definitely not on the table. So, um, but it's, 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 it's not uh, concretely planned right now, but it's definitely uh, being looked into. Yeah. No, and in terms of, I was just thinking, in terms of privacy, I don't think you guys even ask for email addresses as far as I know, right? No, no. Is it all iCloud anonymized or something like that? It's not even iCloud. It's it's basically, it's it's with a an, an anonymous uh, user I- identifier. So basically your Delta application is tied to user identifier 5789254 or something. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing we know about you, which I think is yeah, so also you, very important in the crypto it, space. Yeah, exactly. Because then if someone, if Satoshi Nakamoto signs up to your service and you want to know how many Bitcoins he has, <laughs> we will never, never know. know. <laughs> exactly. Um, and in terms of marketing, you always did just word of mouth, right? So We did some, some did paid you... acquisition tests, but these were very low budget. Um, yeah. Uh, so it, it's you... like a, a drop to the entire bucket. Hmm, that's very good, though. Um, and in the spirit of the show, I was just going to ask, because um, our show is all about sort of learning from your mistakes in business, coming out stronger on the other side, that kind of thing. And I was wondering if you had any notable... Uh, biggest mistake you made with Delta and if you learn anything important from it? I don't know. I think there was a a brief period during um, the Delta life cycle where while we still very much believe in um, the users driving the evolution of the product that it kind of became a bit too crazy where almost the users were defining the roadmap in, in a way that we or at least me wasn't thinking clearly enough anymore. Is this really worth the 
the three months development time. And there's a, an example, for instance, where people really wanted to see their portfolio in all different types of currencies. So we basically built this crazy thing where you can see your uh, your portfolio not only in, in fiat currencies, but also in BTC, which was also there. But then you can even add up to eight different cryptocurrency so you can see your entire portfolio and every coin even how much it's worth in dogi or in neo and it's such <laughs> a niche thing that that yeah, didn't yeah. make sense so that's something i learned it's like okay listen to your loser but still evaluate the time spent versus return and how much people really want this and and maybe there was a a, a middle ground solution where we said okay we just at Ethereum or something, and, and we leave it at that. And and if you look back at it, nobody would ask it again. So I think at a certain point, things got away from us a bit. Uh, there, It's not that there are like a lot of examples, but it's definitely something we became more aware of. Yeah, that's really interesting because I think you see a kind of divide between, especially the smaller companies, they just sort of take user feedback, build it into their, their product pretty much immediately without question. And then, um, yeah, it's exactly then, the, the without question part that's, that got away. And if you can still do it, but with question, then it's fine. Yeah. And you sort of have to think about, is this the direction I actually want the company to head in? Because if you start building everything that people ask for in, then you eventually start changing your mission and then the product might become a bit too chaotic True. and that kind of thing. So I think, yeah, it's a really interesting lesson to be honest. Um, but anyway, my final question was since my audience is mainly young people sort of at university starting their, their careers and so on. I was just asking if you had uh, one piece of advice for, for my, my listeners. I think just do what you believe in. Uh, I also think it's uh, what the main lesson I've learned is that uh, sometimes you have the impression that you need to, to build a business in a very businessy way, but I think uh, we've booked successes by building it in a very human and user-centric way. And if you truly believe that you can uh, basically preach what you choir or something, I think is the saying, and uh, or choir what you preach, and then um, it will work out. Uh, I think if you lie to yourself and try to be something you're not, then it will always fail. (laughs) <laughs> good good i like that uh if you're interested and would like to give delta a go uh visit delta.app on uh your web browser or just search delta crypto in the android or ios app store uh, many thanks to nicholas for taking the time out of his busy schedule to be the first guest on the show and thanks for taking the time out of your day to listen to this episode as well i occasionally interview different people uh, from a host of backgrounds and industries about their experiences and spreading their wisdom. I'm a firm believer in the idea that you can learn something from talking to just about anyone. And uh, I hope to show you that even though you may have never considered a particular subject area, in this case crypto, you'll still learn something useful every single episode. And to make sure you don't miss any of these episodes, make sure to subscribe on whichever podcast client you're listening to this on. And it would be great if you left me a nice review on iTunes, Stitcher, etc., Uh, as I read every single one and it would really make my day. Consider listening to The Niccolo Show on Radio Public. It's a free and easy-to-use app that helps listeners like you find and support shows like mine. When you listen to the show with Radio Public, I receive direct financial support every time you hear an episode, which makes the show possible. 
Experience our show in Radio Public today by visiting the show link in our episode notes. There'll be links in the show notes and a nice summary of each episode, and uh, I hope you consider subscribing to the mailing list or following the show on Twitter. All the details for this are on nicolo.co.uk. Many thanks again to Nicholas for um, letting me interview him on the show, and I hope you check out Delta, as it's really one of the best apps in the crypto space and on the App Store in general, in my opinion. And make sure you check out Delta Pro, as we discussed, because we've got to help them reach their goal of becoming the biggest and best crypto app in the App Store. Uh, goodbye for now. You've been listening to The Nicolo Show. I hope to see you again next episode, and have a great rest of your weekend. <laughs>